0: All right, so um, today we're going to talk about ownership and why I think it's the new holy grail for brands. So let's pull back a little bit and sort of level set the table around where blockchain is and um, sort of misunderstanding. So the first is um, blockchain has reached a point where it's super polarized. Either people speak about in terms or their understanding of it, impression is that it's super techie to the point that it's a solution looking for a problem. So particularly those who are further away from the technology, they may be in marketing or brand. They're like, ah, I don't know. It's just we don't think it's useful. Or they've ingested sort of the simplified version, the generalized knowledge. So NFTs is digital art for digital collectibles. And so at that abstracted level, the marketer to brand might be contemplating, OK, is there a digital art version of what we can do? Ah, it doesn't really fit. And then passes. So I think what actually benefits brands, because brands are tricky, complicated things, um, is they're not really looking at the outcomes of the underlying primitives enabled by blockchain. So I'm going to talk about two key items and what that outcome is. So the first one is the blockchain really enables an immutable, trustless record keeping. And within that, there's some varying degrees, between, depending on how you want to do it, of openness. But it's an important aspect. It's immutable and trustless. And the second is that it's proof of something. Now, there's a bunch of other variables within that which add nuances and complexity, such as the level of permissionlessness, the level of um, crypt- cryptographic um, Um, Assurances, the level of privacy versus anonymity, lots of other details. But the thing to think about is it's proof of something. Something happens for the 10 to write in an immutable, trustless way. So, immutable, you get that, means it's changed, it can't be changed. And trustless, it means it's not dependent on some single entity which could mess it up, which could change it and alter it, delete it. Okay. So let's start with that. To me, when you have that base layer, pending all the other contextual things, it's a demonstration of ownership. And this raises a key question. Why does that demonstrate ownership? And then more broadly, what can ownership do for your brand? So first of all, let's get to the connection between the ledger and ownership. A lot of things that we can just own have to do with the record keeping. So proof of a home, theoretically, means there's documentation that shows that I own my home. Now, we all know that when you actually drill down into what the documents say, the bank owns it. But we still take upon ourselves behavior, which is pride of ownership. And we'll talk about that psychological sort of goal and see how that can extend to your own brand. Um, Car, same thing. If you own it all right, then you have the total title. If the bank owns it because you need a loan, well, we know that the bank really owns it, but you still feel that you own it as opposed to leasing it. But more things can kind of uh, have that concept. Even if they don't have a formal record, there's something that demonstrates that I own it. And what does that mean that I own it? Now, some things, it's not as important to have that sense of ownership. But this is the opportunity for brands. See, that notion of the pride of ownership really does seem to unlock something. So when I ask the question, what does ownership really mean, I'm not asking for the legal term. I'm asking for what are the conditions that make people believe and act that they're owners right? A lot of times people have stock options at a company, but these days it's so small, nobody really acts as if there's ownership. On the other hand, some people may in a neighborhood really act as if they are owners of the neighborhood, even though there's no proof that they have any ownership or say in the neighborhood at all, but they act that way. So what is the psychological impact of this sense of ownership, So if someone decides upon themselves within a a company, such as ours, where we want everyone to act as owners, there's a psychological impact and it shows off in behavior. So the question, if you're a branding person or a marketing person, someone involved with go-to-market, how does that um, sense of ownership deepen the relationship of the brand with the customer, So, of course, this will vary by business, but what I want to implant in this episode is start thinking about from the customer's perspective, what could ownership mean in your brand, in your company, because that is the next unlock for companies that really think about it and figure out how to language around it and talk about it and enable it and prove it, which we think is done through the blockchain, specifically how the tokens are designed, that is an unlock. Now, this this seems like a tough question and it's not easy to do just on your own, but this should start your thinking. We try to have a framework and a process in our unlock design sprints to kind of like get there, but I think this is still a question you can work on just on your own, which is how can your customers Deepen their sense of relationship in your brand, product, solutions, and most importantly, beliefs, values, and mission. How can they deepen their sense of ownership? And you might not actually be wondering about that because typically most go-to-market or brand people are more around Well, how can I get more customers? How can customers see us more favorably? How can uh, we instill in them that we appear a particular way that enforces our brand? How do we have awareness of our brand so more people see us? That's a fundamentally different question from asking, hmm, how can we truly enable, not just through messaging, not just through advertising, how can we actually enable customers to have a sense of ownership so i 'm going to use a simplified trivial example around wine but it can apply to any you know alcoholic beverage so some winers and the reason I start that is they start to get that proof of ownership and there's some already built in sense around that. So there's a lot that you can stand on it. Like just the mere fact that you have the bottle of wine, you stick it in your cellar or wherever you put it, you know, that's a sense of, sense of ownership. And then they they kind of extend it with these, 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 these club memberships where you kind of get something, but you're, you're really more of a member of a club. But, but let's think about if you could prove, which is, fairly easy to do with almost any kind of item that's purchased. You can prove that you actually purchased it. You can prove that brand. Well, with wine, because they have wine sellers, we know there are some segment of your customers that want to show off that they've bought it or that they bought a bunch of it or that they buy it every year. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a wine person. Um, but but it's the same way that NFT and digital art ownership Work, And I like wine because it has both that sort of artisanal element. So there's opportunities for art and, and um, provenance and sort of some of the same things that you see with actual artwork can be around uh, can be around wines like the labels um, can be more artistic or understanding the history of how something was made is um, similar to how art is. So people may want to show that off. Again, I'm not a wine person, but I do know people who are very sort of adamant about how much wine they know. And so that's a great sort of target audience, or it could be a way where that ownership is um, a way to onboard a broader set of customers who normally don't or aren't comfortable with wine. So... What else? So ownership often allows somebody to show off proof of that ownership, right? So there's a lot of things that you can do about what can we show around proof of the fact that they are an owner or a member or believer in this mission. The second one is what can you what can you do? How do you have a say in things? So if you were to simplify this in language, just a sort of normal communication, what does it mean that you feel like you're an owner? A response could be, well, I have a say. I get to say what's going on. And, and that might be something that you may want to do when someone can prove longstanding ownership or repeat ownership. It could be in the next label design. It could be in what your next custom blend is. So how about this? What if ownership as people felt proof that they had ownership and there were tears um, that started to unlock more things or you started to have a customer journey around their loyalty and commitment and com- and evangelism that um, they could see as a pathway for demonstrating more ownership? What about if you could have proof of ownership, and this is where I think it's very interesting and I'll talk about it in another podcast around ecosystem development, but when ownership confers benefits outside of what your product does, but it reinforces your brand. So some wineries do do this. Um, I know automobile manufacturers do this, is um, by proving... That you own something, you have access to adjacent things which reinforce the brand. So back to the wine example, it might result in discounts for chocolate purchases, or um, chocolate tasting, or discounts on tours or concerts in whatever region that you're, you're you're from. And I know that's not a new idea. They do have people who try to cultivate these these partnerships. I think there's good ideas, but the friction and the traceability and, and there's a lot of challenges that go on with the way most partnership programs are done. But I think that the, the blockchain actually starts to solve this and removes a lot of the existing friction, which may open up new opportunities with less effort. So those are some ideas of what the customer could experience by being an owner. And this is slightly different, as I mentioned. This is a rethinking of the go-to-market as opposed to how do I get them, get to the audience, get them to buy something, um, get them to uh, be aware of us, is how do I enable them to be attracted to feeling a sense of ownership? And you can see that, let's say there's a, a winery and they're relatively the same for whatever reason, but there's a buzz because people feel a sense of ownership of the fact that they've been long-standing customers. I actually think that that's a vector of differentiation that can happen across many, many industries. So the closing question for you is, you know, um, as you think about your customers, what do you think? Will improve their sense of ownership towards your brand. If you're interested in doing more, there's a couple of ways that we can deepen this. One is you can come onto the podcast. You can do it um, anonymously. You just have to describe sort of the nature of your business, and we can actually do sort of a sort of quick and dirty version of um, your of of this design sprint, or you can actually sign up and say, you know what, I want to actually learn more about this design sprint and participate with just either people within our organization or maybe with leaders in um, sort of non-competing industries. So um, ownership, think about it. It's the holy grail of brands.